and welcome to Wine. Spirits. And witches. <laughs> this is Monica. And that was Ricky. <laughs> and this is Shada. And we are your high priestess and, and Ricky's for this evening. Afternoon. Afternoon. <laughs> well, it's 5.30. Does that count as evening yet? I think 5 well, o'clock. Late afternoon. Really? Late. Yeah. I think 6 o'clock is like evening. I always thought that five o'clock was where the evening was. However, it's weird because then in the summer, it's light till almost like nine o'clock at night. So great. yeah, it's great. It is great when it's like that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, it, it is. I just hate summer and I hate heat and I hate electricity bills from air conditioning and, you know, all but that. it make you feel good, don't it? No, it doesn't. I hate it wasn't last night nice being like it was really warm at night instead of being cold at night that was kind of cool well, you my know? roommate had the air conditioner on to like fucking 63 so Ugh. it was cold oh okay well i was like <laughs> outside for a minute and it was like still warm and it was like oh this is kind of nice instead of it being cold you know that's i don't true. know that's true i yeah. get it well before we dive into things i was thinking about this because summer is coming it is. I was thinking, oh. like, you know, you always see those memes, and like, I've even seen signs that it's like, it's summer, we don't take group money. Like, you know, when people like keep their their, their cash and their bra and stuff because it's all gross oh. and sweaty. Yeah. Like, they won't, it's like the time of boob money. But oh. it's like in the witchcraft world, it's not the time of boob money, it's the time of like sweaty boob crystals. Oh, hell yeah. You right? know, because everyone keeps their crystals in their bra. It's like, you know, we, we just don't have to worry about sweaty boob cash and sweaty boob crystals. And then right. I thought about it. I wonder how many people have fucked up selenite from keeping oh. it in their bra in the oh. summer. Because it does melt. That is true. Mm -hmm. So that's uh -huh. my public service announcement to everyone listening. Um, if you're going to have sweaty boob crystals, don't let it be anything with a salt base like selenite or halite. Because then you're yeah. just going to... Guess what? Crystal. Mm -mm. You won't have a crystal. So it would be kind of cool to be able to say that your boobs ate a crystal. <laughs> I mean, but, I feel like you could just say that and say offer no explanation otherwise. And I, I feel like that would be an accomplishment. I would tell everybody that that would be like my opening line. Like, hi, I'm Shauna. My boobs eat crystals. They don't need to know what the fuck you're talking about. They can just you know, have savage little like fucking like nipple things. I don't know. <laughs> well. I, it's been a while since I put a crystal in my boob, to be honest with you. It's been a minute. I haven't done yeah. that a long time either, but it was always funny when I would, because I'd forget that I put them in there and then I'd go to like change out of my work clothes and then like they would just all fall on the floor. Mm -hmm. and I'd be you like, know, oh. I, I, I still put money in my boob sometimes. So, yeah, well, I bet everyone's going to hate you for that. So, just so you know, like there's a whole like meme, like in a community of people that hate that. So, don't, don't uh, really? be that guy. Yeah. Well, I don't haven't done it in a minute, but once in a while I do it. Well, now you know, like it's not acceptable in the summertime. That is a wi a winter sport only. <laughs> okay. There you have that. So, what you drinking? I am starting out today with a Coca Cola. It's new, right? A Coca Cola. Yes. Mm -hmm. I like it. I like it. I am actually drinking soda too. Oh, it's and soda day. It's it's a soda day. And I'm so excited about it because I've been severely cutting back on sugar. I'm, as I'm sure all of you guys noticed, um, 
and I've gotten so fucking sick of water and and sparkling waters. Yep. Sometimes like, you just need taste. Mm-hmm. Like need even flavor. white claw will not do it right now. Like I just I needed something else. And I'm not a big soda drinker. I think it's just because I'm not supposed to have them that I want them. You know. Yeah. Right. But I found um, Sprite Zero Sugar, and oh. you know what? It tastes pretty good. What's the, what is it sweetens with? I have no idea. Probably xylitol and all this other shit that's horrible for you. Yeah, be be careful with that stuff. You know. Let's see. Do do do. It doesn't even say. I'm not sure. Oh, that's I crazy. I mean, I'm not gonna drink a ton of it, but it's just it's really nice to have flavor. Like, yeah, I have options now. So now that I have options, I probably won't want it as much. Okay. Well, that's fair. That's true. Yeah. And if anyone wanted to know, if you mix Sprite and Captain Morgan, it tastes like ginger ale. Oh, mm-hmm. it's a very forgiving drink. So that's uh, that's it. That was the show. We taught you guys about boob crystals and Captain Morgan mixers. What about lemonade? <laughs> Never tried it with lemonade. Well, I'm just saying in general, what about drinking some lemonade? Oh, I could drink lemonade. You know what? Yeah, I can. And I use monk fruit, which is this amazing uh, like sugar substitute that is not gross and chemically like Splenda or all those other ones. And um, yeah. I found the most atrocious lemonade recipe that it just, it, it was so much sugar. It was so much sugar. I felt like a hummingbird. Like I felt like I would like, this must be what hummingbird food tastes like. See, it when so I make my sugar. lemonade, I put a lot of sugar in it. It has to be sweet has to be sweet there's a difference between it being sweet and just being liquid sugar Mm. this was a little too much and i add a little orange juice to my lemonade just for the little or orange slice to it just for a little zing that's cool i can get behind that yeah we should try it i think you'll like it i think i will have to because i have i've been thinking about wasn't it make lemonade like the lemon slushies ah right that's good Mm-hmm. Did you ever try making homemade lemon ice? It's pretty no. easy. Just like it's pretty e- lemon yeah. and water. Yeah, yeah, lemon, water, and sugar. And I have an Italian uh, recipe for lemon ice, and it's really easy. And you just put it in a pan and put it in the freezer, and it's very refreshing. It's really, really good. I made it several times. Well, I think you're gonna have to make to it for send, you. Yeah, you're gonna have to make it for me. Send that recipe my way. All those things. Yeah. Um. So we have a lot to catch up on. We have been moving slowly, and guess what, guys? It's a Mercury retrograde, so we're we're gonna keep moving slowly. Are we in it? No, you yet, but we're about to be. Oh. By the time this airs, we might already be. I'm not sure. That depends oh. on how soon Mercury gets moving on putting it up. But um, so we're yeah, so we're we're behind on some things. We're catching up. We're doing what we can, uh, and it is you know the end of may almost so in proper pagan standard time fashion uh we are getting the winner of the spell contest contest to you like super late yes but here it is like we got it we got it it's happening Um, okay our winner congratulations bella lucine you have won and this is a really cool spell so she emailed us everything and i am going to just go ahead and read it and share it with you guys perfect go ahead this is A Kitchen Witch's Banishing Spell by Bella Lucine. I created this silver spell to aid in not just the banishing of a bad habit, but also to fill the void left from it with a positive habit, aka getting my ass on the bus to Healthy Town. 
What you will need is red hibiscus scenty, orange and thyme shortbread cookies, and your beautiful self. Start by making a batch of red hibiscus scenty. You can craft your own blend, but I love the Tazo passion tea as it has all the ingredients. Nice, easy. Okay. So, and she says here, AKA shameless plug for Shauna's lazy witchery class. It's rad. Take it. It's because she's just like, fuck making your own tea blend. Just like buy it. It's there. Aha. Uh -huh. Lazy witchery at, your, at its finest. I love it. Anyway. So, but if you do want to make it yourself or you don't love Tazo for whatever reason, it says this blend includes red hibiscus for love and lust. She says, no, oh. this spell for this spell, lust is not romantic, but it equates to the drive of ridding yourself of the bad habit and love is self-love not romantic okay. um, orange peel which is for luck money and love and rose hips love healing luck and protection set your vessel with filled spring water and tea bags into the sunniest part of your yard at or around noon on a sunday and let's sit for a few hours fully soaking up the sunlight as you situate your vessel start visualizing the habit you are banishing shattering into pieces never to return Fully immerse yourself into the visible the visualization by allowing yourself to feel the freedom, peace, and happiness that you will have once this habit is gone from your life and being. With your tea, with your tea now steeping, it's time to start making your shortbread cookie dough. For the shortbread cookies, I add in orange as well as thyme because of its healing and purification and courageous properties. Hmm. As you are measuring your ingredients and mixing your dough, again, visualize the shattering of your bad habit and filling this void with positive habit that will help lead you to a more positive and happy place. The recipe I use is as follows. One cup cold unsalted butter, two cups all-purpose flour, a half a cup plus two tablespoons of granulated sugar, a quarter teaspoon of salt, one to two tables, I'm sorry, one to two teaspoons of orange zest, one to two tablespoons of orange juice, and one teaspoon of chopped fresh thyme. Ooh, Cut the butter into cubes, right? It sounds oh. delicious. Yeah. Cut the butter into cubes and pop it in the freezer while measuring out your other ingredients. Measure flour, sugar, and salt into the bowl of a mixer and quickly um, whisk them by hand. Uh, do, 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 on on low start your mis your mixer slowly add it in the cube butter and turn the mixer up to medium once the dough has formed add in your orange zest juice and thyme give it a quick mix on low until incorporated scoop the dough onto parchment paper and form into a log twist the ends of the paper to seal it and pop it in the refrigerator for at least two hours or over or overnight when ready slice the dough into half inch slices place it on a baking sheet and bake at 350 for approximately 15 minutes she oh. does add a note she says no you can also roll the dough and cut it into whatever shape you fancy before chilling i just prefer the slice and bake way says okay so now that all the components are ready here's for the fun part pour yourself a beautiful glass of tea place a couple cookies on a plate and sit down in a little sunshine and warmth in your yard before I enjoy my, sack, my snack, I say a little incantation along the lines of, under the loving warmth of the sun, I sip this tea to aid in breaking the ties that bind. I will eat this cookie to welcome in the healing and positivity that now filled, filled this void that was left open. I see clearly what I deserve today and from this moment forward. As above, so below, so mote it be. 
She also leaves another note that says, leave a small glass or shot glass of tea and piece of cookies outside in your yard as a thank you and offering to the sun. Very nice. Right. A very well thought out spell. Yes, I do believe so. And it sounds really delicious. And now I really want shortbread cookies. Right, right. Well, but the thing that I like about it, so the, the whole reason that I really love this, though, is because we're talking about breaking a bad habit. And we all know we love our bad habits. We fucking love them. And so you can't really, I think, put a lot of stock into a spell that helps you break bad habits if it's done quickly. You got to have one that takes a while so that it, like, takes that energy from you. You got to put in that sacrifice, you know? Right. And it sinks in. Mm-hmm. And this one does that because it's like you got to cook it, you, you got to mix everything, you got to bake it, you got to wait for the right. sun tea. Like it's it's a time consuming thing. And I think that's what makes this effective. Yeah, it makes for a good spell because you're putting all that energy into it mm-hmm. and, it, or, and all that time and energy into it. Exactly. Yes. So, so congratulations. Bella. Yeah, congratulations, Bella. Your spell was totally badass. Thank you, everyone that participated in the spell contest. Everyone, we really appreciate it. We loved all of the submissions and we look forward to having more contests in the future. Yes, and we should we should concoct one very soon. Mm-hmm, I think because so. Lots of goodies to give away. Oh yeah. Okay. So this is an Ask Astrega, so let's dive into that now. Okay. Can you guys hear my cat? Can you hear my cat in the background meowing? No, I, can I can't hear, hear it. I think the mic's picking it up. He's just stomping around <laughs> yowling because he wants to be fed. Oh, okay. That's all this is. He's doing that whole, like, I can see the bottom of my bowl, therefore I'm starving. Oh, my God. Oh, and I know you starve your cats. I know that. Oh, absolutely. They're so fat. I mean, Dean has, like, big saggy boobs. He's obviously starving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so... Here is our first Ask Us Dragon. This is a submission about the meditation experience. Okay. Hello, Monica and Shauna. I listened to your most recent Ask Us Dragon episode, and I thought I would send you my experience with Monica's guided meditation as well. Some odd things have happened since then. In the meditation itself, I watched two figures emerge from the fog in the forest. The figure was leading none other than Catherine D. Demetri. I have no idea who that is. Do you, Monica? No, I don't know. I really should have Googled that first. Anyway, um, oddly, she appears often in my meditations. She's usually escorting other spiritual beings, a facilitator, or there to offer moral support and guidance in times of need. I admire her immensely, so I'm unsure if her, if it's her spirit or her personified in my mind as a strong woman from history that I use, that I use to inspire me. She's a bit controversial as a figure, and a lot of historians don't look upon her fondly with justly reason. However, recently a quite a few historians have taken a different approach showing that she was a woman of her time trying to protect her family's right to the throne while meditating, while mediating between the Protestants and Catholics and preventing the English and Spanish from invading France. Despite her flaws and misjudgments, I can't help but feel drawn to her story. Behind Catherine was a large spider. Eight black eyes focused on me with pinchers dripping. It reminded me of a tarantula covered in bristled hair. They stopped right in front of me with Catherine on my right side facing me. Her back turned to the spider and the spider was still facing me. Our eyes locked. I felt terrified from what what could be the spider's intent and yet protected in admiration for the creature. Catherine did not speak a word, but she gestured to me to ask questions. 
What is your name? I asked, my voice trembling. The spider's pincher started moving, deep, raspy voice. You can call me Igor. We had a private conversation about what message he had for me, and I couldn't help but feel like he had so much to say, a little champagne bottle of information waiting to be uncorked. But he had a strange code of secrecy where he could only reveal what I asked of him. I asked if he had anything he wanted to give me. His front legs moved and he passed a necklace I had lost. They started to walk away without saying goodbye. I felt like Igor was a bit disappointed or upset that I didn't ask the right questions. The meditation wrapped up. I could feel that Igor was not satisfied with our encounter. I have yet to find the necklace, sadly. At the time, I considered purchasing a new necklace with a spider on it from Etsy. However, last night, my husband, during dinner with a friend at the Cheesecake Factory, asked me a random question. It was a bit out of context from what we were discussing, and it caught me off guard. Would you like a tarantula for a pet, he asked. We could keep it in the office. I had not mentioned the meditation to him, nor was I pondering what the messages were being sent to me. He does not know that I have an affinity for them for the last year and that I've been researching Grandma Spider and what they represent symbolically, including various deities relating to them, as I do not want to infringe on Native American traditions. Yes, how did you know I was considering adopting one as a pet? He says, well, I was in the office playing games and the thought just came to me, he tried to explain. I said to myself, you know, Tennyson probably wants a pet spider. We could keep it here. The office has my altar and witchy books with all of our gaming computers. We haven't discussed owning a tarantula further, but I thought it was something you two would like to hear. And if you have any thoughts, please let me know. Have a great day and a wonderful Beltane's Tennyson. Wow, how interesting. Yeah. A lot of different stories have emerged from that path working. I'm really surprised yeah. to hear some of these encounters that people have had. Very interesting. It was, that, yeah, I have to say just in general, there's been so many interesting stories coming through about the path working in general which yeah. is awesome yeah yeah and this one is really cool and it's yes. just super super interesting um i do want to say as far as like seeing catherine a lot it could be her but it could also be like someone that is coming to you like that i do know people whose deities come to them looking like like figures or people that she is familiar with and it's i think their way of like catching her attention being and her being comfortable and safe with them you know uh -huh. so that uh -huh. could definitely be what this is especially when she first started coming to you she was probably like well if i look like this they're gonna they're gonna pay attention to me uh-huh so but who knows it could really be them i mean i've heard so many people say that like i can't tell you how many people have told me that their spirit guys are cleopatra and geronimo Yes, yes. You know, like so many, and I, I never believe it, but you know what? Who am I to judge? Like, maybe this is really her. Right, exactly. True. But I do think that the spider, the tarantula here, was the, the spirit guy that you're supposed to meet. And Monica, have you ever met, like, have you ever seen someone whose spirit guide, like, came to them as an animal versus a spirit animal? Not really. I'm I not really, not, not that I know of. I've never heard of that, but... Um, my feeling is that she definitely needs to get a tarantula. There's no two ways about that, for sure. Yeah, especially since your husband was even like, hey, do you want, like, randomly want a pet spider? Like, I think that definitely means that you you should definitely get one. You can see about adopting one, too, because I know they were kind of all the rage there for a second about two years ago, and I haven't heard anything since, which makes me think there's probably, like, quite a few that are going to be up for adoption. Oh, wow. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, spider has many different meetings. It is talk. It does talk about writing. So I'm wondering if you should be writing something, number one, if that was a clue. Um, and it definitely talks about the we- the weaving of your life and the weaving of fate, because everything that in the past affects the present, everything in the present affects the future. Um, it's really interesting. And as you know, um, the female spider, the, I, I'm not sure which particular spider eats her her mate after sex <laughs> black widow because she is a is it the black champion. widow yes oh, and there we you have that so makes much to learn from her yes yes so i just think that's a little fact that they just, throw in there about that so, you know? so i'm gonna th- just throw this in here real quick so that when ricky's editing this i repeat we have so much to learn from black widows eating their mates after they mate okay carry yeah. on <laughs> <laughs> Um, it does have links to honor and fame, spiders. Um, and, you know, just look at the weave that your web, you know, the web, what you're weaving in that web. You know what I'm saying? What are you trying to catch? What energies are you trying to catch? Um, that's Absolutely. what I'm Right? Yeah. yeah. And I, I think it's also really a very profound experience that you had, especially because Igor or Igor, I don't know how you pronounce it and how you pronounce it, but um, that your spirit guide walked away, like you said, feeling like a little disappointed that you didn't ask the right questions. I think because of that, um, it definitely feels like an authentic experience to me. Oh, hell yeah. 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 Because sometimes we always have to wonder, like, is this, is this an authentic experience or am I making this up? But since it didn't really end in a way that's, you know, ideal for you, I want to say that that is 100% something that like was actually happening. Right. I agree. Uh, and you know what? I think, I think you'll figure out, you'll figure out the answers of what you need to ask. Maybe you need to like ask about getting messages and hints um, in your dreams. Yeah. Just, yeah. Like, drop, drop hints because I, I have a feeling that going back into meditation, you know, to try and ask questions, like, I feel like they won't give you a straight answer, but maybe in a dream state, they might like drop some hints. And just so you know, you're not alone. My spirit guides have always given me like weird fucking riddles that I have to try and solve. And it gets me so mad because you know what? They're so direct when it comes to me doing readings with other people, like no problem. I can pull all sorts of weird information out of my hat. But then for myself, no, I have to solve like six fucking riddles to get like some basic ass information. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Sometimes my spirit guide does that too. Um, Now, do you know exactly which deities are associated with spiders? I do not. Off the top of your head? I do not. I'm not, I'm not sure either, but, um, I mean, look into those deities when you find them. So I think that's a clue as well. You know, there is, let's see, Arachne. Um, This is Greek and Greek mythology is the daughter of Idmon, a colophon in Lydia, a dyer in purple. Uh, who uh, led the Argonauts in the search for the Golden Fleece? What the fuck am I? I don't know what the fuck I'm reading. I'm trying to Google it and act like I'm fucking know what the fuck I'm talking well, about. Well, there is the goddess Neith, N E I T H, uh, and she is the weaver of destiny. So, and and also the Roman goddess Minerva. There so, you go. There you go. And yeah, there is. There's Arachne, who's Ro- who's um, Greek, and then Neith. It looks like is Babylonian. And then uh-huh. Minerva, who is Roman. 
Yes. So that's definitely, those look to be the top three that I am seeing. Um, so that's where I would start to look. Yeah, there's like- You guys design. thought it was gonna be Ask a Strago, but really it was Ask the Google. Yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes we don't, we're not, we, we're not encyclopedias. Sometimes we have to do our research too. No, Monica, you're a high priestess. You have to be an encyclopedia. Get with the program. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I try. I try. Well, Tennyson, well, I, I hope, hope that, that gave you some information though. I hope that gives you a little bit to kind of go off of, but honestly, I feel like this is a really positive experience overall. So I just really hope you're not disheartened by it turning out a little funky. Um, and like I said, in my personal experience, I feel like most spirit guides like try and be fucking weird sometimes. So I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah. And that, that was definitely an amazing journey that you did go on anyway. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That was beautiful. So yeah. and when you you happen to get your tarantula, please send us pictures. I don't I can't believe I'm asking for pictures of a tarantula. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with me. Well, that's but, right. We'd like to see it, though. We'd like to yeah, see it. Little... Absolutely. I would love to see it. But I just like the fact that I'm hearing myself ask for pictures of spiders is I just never thought I'd be saying that. Yeah, you of all people, Shauna. What's, you know, what's wrong with you? I just, I don't, I don't, like, if it, if it wears its skeleton on the outside, I want nothing to do with it. <laughs> that is the rule. My roommate's dad is here visiting from out of town, and I absolutely adore this man. He is one of the nicest, sweetest people on the planet. And um, there was a bug in the kitchen, and I was trying really hard to just keep my shit together and just play it cool. And then it like moved a little bit, and I started like flailing and screaming, and just very calmly had to walk into the room and be like, "Can you can you come get this bug?" And he's like, "It's just a bug. It's not going to hurt you." And I was like, "It just its skeleton isn't inside its body, and I just don't want it in the house." <laughs> yeah, you know what's really funky looking too? Hermit crabs. They're really funky mind that well you know what I used to not mind them I don't know about now because I also didn't mind sand crabs when I was a kid and I would yeah. actually like dig in the sand at the beach to get them and oh. then, like I would build them a sea castle and then I would go like like a sand castle and then I'd go dig them all out of the sand and put them in the sand castle oh that's cute yeah that was like my favorite thing to do when I was like at the beach as a kid but now like because when the waves move back you can see where the sand crabs are like oh you yeah look like you can see I will avoid walking around there because just knowing that they're underneath my feet fucking gives me the heebie-jeebies now. How crazy. So how crazy. I don't know how I would respond to a hermit crab. I used to think they were cool though. Yeah, they're really pretty amazing animals, but when, they, when they're when they out of their shell, they are funky looking, funky, funky, man. I don't know. I don't know. think I've ever seen one out of their shell. Oh, I have. I have. Yeah, I have. We thought he was dead too. Dominique thought he was dead and then couple and then she we just left it in the in the cage and because i didn't want to remove it either and then a couple of days later it was alive and i'm what like the fuck is alive. that oh god i don't it's even alive. want to look at that yeah it's okay i don't it was i just looked it up <laughs> yeah that's pretty fucking terrible isn't it terrible it's pretty pretty awful i don't yeah. like it and now i, I know. know where they I keep their shells i know uh, but you know what? Hermit crabs are pretty fucking smart. They, when they're changing their shells, they get in a line behind each other. This is a true thing. Pass the shells back. Yes. Yeah. How the hell do they know how to do that shit? Come on. That's yeah. really smart. They're really I was cool. very impressed with that. Very impressed with that. To be honest okay, with you. We really need to change the subject because now I feel okay. like there's fucking bugs crawling all over me and I'm <laughs> right. like twitching. Like we're done. Okay. We're going to just move right on to the next one. 
Okay, here we go. Here we go. Hi, beautiful witchy sisters. My question is, as an eclectic pagan witch, is it possible to work with deities from different pantheons? I feel like I'm being pulled in different directions, like everyone is trying to get my attention. Help! Also, if so, should each of them have their own area slash altar? Space is very difficult for me as I live in an RV with my husband, four dogs, two cats. I know, crazy balls, right? Blessed be to you and Ricky. Angie from Oregon. So, what's up, Angie? And I, I don't know if you guys heard that my cats are chiming in in the I background heard, again. I heard. That's what I heard. Yes, yeah, I did hear it. Um, first of all, let me just say that I feel like a lot of witches work with deities in different pantheons. I, I think it does happen quite often. Um, uh -huh. I think that the first thing I want to say, though, is to bring attention to cultural appropriation that you know, we're still trying to like find that correct line of where where to go with that. And you know, I, I work with Ganesh. So you know, I can't say that you have to strictly work with something that's within your culture or your heritage. Um, right. I would just say, you know, make sure that you just do your research on any deity, really do your research on them on the culture and the practices so that you're, you're doing it as respectfully as possible. Um, but I would and say, you know yes, what? you can I'd be interested to know if if these deities are have the same attributes. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. something that I would be interesting, interested in hearing. Because you, as you know, it's like um, uh, Venus and um, Aphrodite. Aphrodite, Greek and Italian, same kind of goddess energy, but in different traditions. I'm wondering if that is the case or they're totally different energies. But either way, totally keep their altars separate. You don't want to mix different deities you, you really don't if you can if you can keep them separate you would absolutely try and do so sometimes yeah. it's not always possible um in my last living situation i had really tight space and i just couldn't have done that and for the most part i feel like all of my deities were cool and got along however um when i started working with pluto because i had after like you've seen my my altar set up it's on my mantle so on one side i have venus on the other side i have like the god representation and so for a yeah. long time ganesh hung out there until i started working with pluto and i put pluto's statue there and he was like yeah, get yourself and out of my fucking space like yeah. he was not oh yeah <laughs> He was yeah. not patient about it at all, which worked out fine. Ganesh went to hang out in the kitchen and everyone's very happy now. Um, but like Venus was fine sharing an altar with Ganesh for a while. And then once Pluto came, I was like, no. Uh -huh. So you'll, yeah. you'll know, you'll get that vibe either way. So you'll know for sure. Yeah. And just, um, you know, just maybe give like a deity a week kind of thing. Say one deity per week. I'm right. going to be working with one deity this week and next week is your turn or something along those lines since there's so many and you have so little space. Maybe that's the way to fly. And then yeah. resonate with them and see which ones resonates with you, which one really, really calls to you. You know, because I feel like it will get narrowed down eventually. Absolutely. You know? And what I did when like I started like connecting with different deities and I, I was trying to figure out who to work with and stuff, especially because for a minute, like a lot of them kind of come through as you're trying to figure, you know, everything out and yep. sort it out. Um, yep. I would say, okay, give me a sign. Give me more than give me more than that. Like just like show me more signs. And yes. you'll see them pop up. You'll see like all of a sudden, like I don't know if, it, if it's Venus, like all of a sudden there's myrtle everywhere. Cause I was like, I'd see roses and I was like, no, 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 there's roses everywhere. That doesn't count. Like you, uh, you have to be more specific than that. 
Yeah. And so then it was Myrtle. And like, so you can look for things and tell them to give you signs. And usually it'll come and it's like one of their sacred objects, or maybe they'll come to you in a dream, stuff like that. And remember, right. some of these deities may not be your patron and patroness. They might be someone that's kind of passing through, helping you out, somebody that for you need in this pet. moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for a certain reason, for a certain time of your life. That's true. Same thing with spirit guides. They come in, different spirit guides come in at different times to get you through a certain point. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, but you still have your main squeeze. Yeah. Yeah. But that is a really good point, though, that um, I wonder if it is just like, like, like if the deities correlate with another one from a different pantheon, though. I think mm-hmm. that's a yeah. really interesting thing to think about. Yeah, it is. I would be curious. <clears throat> so, drop us a line and let us know if, if that is the case because i'd be interesting interested in hearing that absolutely so thank you for that angie that's very cool mm-hmm. so our next one i have to say like i loved it from the second i just saw the the subject line it says i love space daddy vibes yeah. and can i just <laughs> say that i just i love that I have just decided that we're gonna just call Jarrell Space Daddy, especially because if you guys could have seen his face every time we said that, he was like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> okay." Like you can see, he's like, "I don't know how I feel about this," but he's so polite. Um, but me and Jarrell have that relationship. He knows I'm obnoxious, so I love Jarrell. I do. I, just- I do too. He's he's awesome. So go Space Daddy. Yes. Um, <laughs> so. Hello, Shauna and Monica. I'm not even super sure where to start writing to you ladies. I've been contemplating it and not knowing where to start. I've started a draft in my Facebook messages to Shauna, but got scared and decided to keep figuring out what I even wanted to say. I'm such a fan girl. I found your podcast maybe eight, 10 months ago. You've changed my mother effing life. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I genuinely appreciate your ideas, spells, and content overall. I feel as though you ladies have become kind of mentors to me of all witchy things. Thank you. I appreciate that. We appreciate that for sure. A bit of my backstory. I am 27 from Buffalo, New York. I'm a Leo sun, Cancer moon, and Scorpio rising. Mm Mm-hmm. Like many witches, I grew up on a different path that never felt right. I come from small town USA, western New York, and a Baptist family. But the catch? My mom was the black sheep. So I grew up in a rather unconventional household. My dad passed away when I was three. My mom did drugs. My grandmother took care of me. My grandmother got cancer and passed when I was around 10. I remember then my faith in God, like the Baptist version I grew up with, had shattered. From 10 to 25, I really found myself questioning my faith and spirituality. As everyone else in the world, COVID rocked mine. I found myself on unemployment until my industry, student loans, picks back up. It's really given me the time to find myself and witchcraft. I have the background of my witchy influences always being there growing up, but not know if it was witchy vibes the whole time. I started small with crystals and meditation, and from there I became a full-blown rabbit hole. Today I was wrapping up your latest episode of May Astro with Jarrell, and yet again I checked my phone at 1.11 for the zillionth time. Your podcast was 60 minutes and 57 seconds. Jarrell was talking about Gemini season, Mercury retrograde, Astro in general, and big changes happening within outplacements. It triggered my memory of the April Ask Astrago part two, where you told the person in the person writing in to think about what was on their mind when they saw the signs. I understand the universe is screaming at me. I don't speak the language fluently enough yet. I don't get it. 
I have seen 111, 1111 everywhere, daily sometimes. My tarot cards have been telling me to release what is no longer serving me. I've been doing monthly tarot readings with my favorite tarot reader. She has been straight up calling me on my bullshit. That's how you know you got a good reader, guys. My, I'm journaling. I'm putting in the shadow work along with it. I have grown so much as a person because of the shadow work and therapy. I've recently realized that my three-year engagement was a lot of what was holding me back. I broke things off with him. It's fresh, but I'm really done. I thought I was on the right path. Still, the signs. Am I missing something? Do I have it? Do I do you have any advice? What do you suggest for me? How do I get the clarity on what I don't know I need clarity on? Witchcraft, spiritual enlightenment has absolutely changed my life. Prior to the last year, I felt myself searching for something. I found it. I have gone through a few levels of awakening already. I am happy. I'm making changes to align with my higher self, but I feel like the universe is trying to show me something I'm missing. I recently came to a realization that I would love to go on a weekend away with myself. I plan to go out into the woods, leave my phone in the car, get really in touch with myself and nature and really figure out what I need. It's only in the planning phase, but I'm manifesting it. I'd love to hear your input and get your guidance. I love the podcast and all that you do. I plan to come to the West Coast someday and stop at the Green Man shop when it, it is 1000% planned. Until next time, Mary meet Chantal. Very cool. Very cool. Well, you know that the number 11 is a higher vibrational number, as you know, and um, it definitely brings change. And I think you're experiencing that right now, as you said in your in your letter. So I feel like you are on the right track. It is opening up for you. I don't think you are missing anything. Um, so you just continue your journey. And I think that your answers are going to come and, yeah. and you're going to see it, you know? And, and like we were talking about earlier, how like spirit guides can be big. Listen, dude, I'm telling you, like the universe got fucking jokes. They got jokes that we don't think are funny, such as like us kind of going, well, what are you trying to tell me? I don't understand. And us like kind of wandering around, flandering with that, not knowing, you know, that's, it's part of it. It's definitely part of it. Yes. So and don't, you- don't be too frustrated about it. Yes. Try not to be frustrated. Just know that you're on the right path. Um, it's like opening a new portal for you, a new new gateway for you. And um, and it's kind of like confirming that you are doing everything that's right. And don't try to rush anything. It's going to come. You know, it's going to come when it's supposed to come at the right, perfect time. So don't try to like it, like don't get impatient about the answers because they will come to you. And, you know, that is one thing that I will say, especially as someone that's like, more more or less recently discovered their pagan path and knows that it's for them um it's it's exciting and it's it's something that you want to kind of just like like you said rabbit holes and you just dive right into it and you want to know all the things and master all the spells but you kind of have to realize like congratulations you are now a student for life like the learning process is never going to end so don't rush through it kick back and enjoy every second and absorb it the right way Yes, absolutely. And make a wish too, because you got that 1111, make a wish and make it a good one and then mm-hmm. take action. Yeah, absolutely. The other thing I wanted to say is because you got 1111 and then you have 111 and one is like the number of like the great pioneer going out, doing new things, the leader, the one that's original, that's innovative. And it kind of sounds like you're being that person for yourself. 
Yeah, it sure does, making all those changes in her mm-hmm. life. So you're definitely ready. embodying that one energy too. So maybe you need to like draw a picture of a one or find a painting that has a one in it that you really love and like keep it as your phone background or keep it in your wallet or put it on your altar or something so that you have it because that energy is definitely going to carry you through as you continue to initiate these changes in your life. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. go forth, go forth, sister, go forth. And the other thing, I love your idea of going on, going to the woods and stuff like that, but please don't leave your phone in the car and make sure that where you're going has reception. Um, Hell no. Hell no. Don't go without your phone. As a matter of fact, and not to freak you out or anything, but I want you to tune into the Missing 411 podcast and you'll know you'll never go into the woods uh, without your phone again. So please check that out before going into the woods. Mm -hmm. Just in general, honestly, like, and then bigfoot come on monica like you're missing your whole chance to talk about your boy come on <laughs> and you know what yeah i mean you, you, i mean i don't know what woods you go into but you know but bigfoot is roaming woods the back country's there so be aware of that as well you want to have your phone in case of an emergency absolutely for sure absolutely for sure absolutely um so thank you for that chantal and good luck we hope that you you figured this out and that you're able to not have to get so frustrated with the universe. Trust me, I get it. We all do. We've all had the moment where we yell at the sky and we're like, what the fuck? So we've been there. Yes, yes, absolutely. Oh yeah. Uh, Monica, did you know that there there's a Bigfoot documentary or docu-series coming to Hulu? There's one now and I don't like it. It's not even, it's not even about Sasquatch. I'm very disappointed in it, to be honest with you. The one on Hulu? About drug dealers. What the hell? What the fuck? Excuse me. What the fuck does drug dealers have to do with, with Bigfoot? Come on. <laughs> Give me a fucking break. I don't want to hear that freaking stupid. Are you going to say, Sam, if you're going to do Bigfoot, Sasquatch, do it on him. Not about drugs or uh, cowboys or whatever the hell you're doing. Is Period. That, the end. Is that the one that's on Hulu right now? Yes. God, and I'm so passionate in her voice. Yes. Oh, my God. Come on. I, I was got so excited because I thought I was going to get some new information and see some bit. No. If they're talking about people growing marijuana back in the day. Hell, man, I don't want to know about that. It's legal now. Let's go party. No, I want to see Bigfoot. Let's do it. I'm sorry. There you go. Here's my rants for the day. All right. There you go. Get it all out. Get it all okay. out. <laughs> okay. What the hell? This one is titled Paranormal Experience That Left a Mark. Hi, ladies. Here's an experience that I had around 40 years ago, and it still affects aspects of my practice, mainly because it scared the crap out of me. I used to have spontaneous out-of-body experiences, some of which were fun, some were just strange, and some actually embarrassing, as when I was tossed out of some astral realm to the accompaniment of of diverse laughter. Of all of them, though, the one that left the deepest impression was the one that happened while I was going to college. As sometimes happened, I found myself suddenly awake in a strange place. This time it looked like a rectangular basement room, about 15 feet by 30 or so. Pale gray walls with square pilasters space. I really need to put on my glasses, guys. I'm sorry. I'm on the struggle bus right now. Um, Pillar with square pillars spaced along the wall as far as I could see. I was standing against the other long wall. The floor was glossy black with what looked like a silver pentagram set into it about seven feet across, oriented along the axis of the other room with the cardinal point toward my right. Standing against the wall 
Standing against the wall opposite of me was a group of women about junior high school to sophomore college age, all dressed in similar robes of what looked like plain cotton, each with a divided panel down the front. To my right were five women, much older, different heights and builds, dressed in the same kinds of robes. To my left was one woman, possibly 35, who was tall, slender, with a model's build, alabaster skin, high cheekbones, angular features, with brown hair cut close in loose ringlets around her head. She had straight brows and her eyes were mismatched, one hazel, one brown. She was dressed differently from the others in a gown of fine material off one shoulder with a long trailing veil coming off the back. The material was aquamarine with patches of lavender, green, and yellow. This is how much detail I could see during the experience and it stayed with me. I seem to have arrived during an argument. My impression of what was going on was that this was a training session and that the lady to my left was an exchange student. She was apparently objecting to some point of discipline and had just challenged the chief headmistress dean or whatever of the five to my right to a duel across the pentagram. I really figured I should leave, but I was curious as to how the young lady expected to win such a duel. She was apparently a student and was up against someone vastly more knowledgeable and experienced on some of, and on someone else's turf in a bad position relative to that pentagram on the floor, standing next to what I thought was a void while the teacher was next to the cardinal point. It seemed like such a one-sided battle that I had to find out who she thought, how she thought she could do it. I figured I might be dreaming, so I just tried getting into the young lady's head to see what she thought she was doing. Dream logic, right? I've already had information and impressions coming to mind that had no obvious source when I was running on impulse. I found myself in her head and I saw that she was reading off a scroll that was hanging in front of her eyes while rolling by while rolling by while she put together a spell that it showed. I started reading along for a bit and then panicked when I saw what she was going to do. Again, spontaneous information. If you want to control someone, there are two basic ways to go about it. One, you can lull the ego until the person is so passive they'll follow whatever instructions you give as long as you praise the instructions in such a way that they don't jar the person out of complacency. Or two, you can scoop up a great gob of energy and blast the ego away and wear the person like a finger puppet, making them do whatever you want. There's nobody in the way to prevent it. She was going with option two and there was no way it was going to work. It was going to be like a boomerang on her and I was in there with her. I was about to leave when she cast it and I felt it go. I felt it not glom into the intended target almost as if there was nothing there to attach to, which was a really nice trick. Way to go, Teach. It felt like it was trying to come back. I could feel it like a ball of energy and I grabbed it and held it away while I tried to figure out what to do next. It was surprisingly easy to hold off and I figured I could stand there all day, so to speak, just to hold it where it was. The problem was someone was bound to, bound to figure out I was there if they hadn't already, which became important later. And I really didn't want to hang around until then. I figured I might be able to let go and leave quickly enough to get out of the way and decided to try it. When I did, the thing came back a whole lot quicker than it had left, clipped beyond the way, dead center, center to the lady who'd cast it as I went out. There was a gorgeous, wonderful world Disneyland rainbow explosion and then blackness. I woke up sometime later, laying on my right side, half curled up in my own bed, completely paralyzed. I couldn't even move my eyes. Sitting at the foot of the bed, wearing her favorite flannel pajamas, was my grandmother. She happened to be within my field of vision, and she just looked into my eyes calmly. 
I could feel her weight on the bed and feel her right hand rested behind me out of sight. I shouldn't have been able to because she died about a month before this. You'd have to know more about my family history to know why her presence calmed me down instead of panicking me further. But she was calm, so I couldn't be too badly off. I, w I waited and was eventually able to move a little. Funny that the first move, that the first thing I could move was my middle finger on my left hand. Then I could blink and then I could talk. I said, okay, I did something stupid and I'll never go do it again. I need to go to sleep. Something might come after me. Please ask Kevin to watch while I sleep. Kevin was my youngest brother. He died shortly after she. I figured she could be if she could be there, so could she. And I couldn't imagine anything getting past him if he didn't want it to. She vanished and I was able to move and stretch in bed. Before I turned over, I looked at the door to my bedroom and I saw a sparkling outline form. It was my brother in silhouette. It was such a recognizable outlet that I outlined that I could have told you that he what he was wearing. I nodded to him and turned over and went back to sleep. For a couple of weeks, I kept telling myself that was a really weird dream over and over again. I had to repeat it because I was so afraid that it hadn't been a dream. I was taking the bus to Normandy from Los Angeles City College at the time. I was taking the bus up Normandy from Los Angeles City College at the time. That makes a lot more sense. <laughs> Uh -huh. When somebody new got on the bus, she dressed differently, but I recognized her immediately. Tall, slender, models build, alabaster skin, close cut, loose brown curls. And then she, she had sat down across the aisle from me. I could see that she had one hazel eye and one brown eye. We faced each other for several minutes while I sweated bullets, hoping she didn't recognize me. After a couple of stops, she caught, got up, got off the bus through the back door and walked steadily away as I watched until the bus moved far enough that I couldn't see her anymore. I'd been somewhat traumatized since thinking that it should have been a dream, but it came back into my waking life. I was even more frightened at two thoughts that occurred to me about a month and in that, hold on, <laughs> let me try this again. I was even more frightened at two thoughts that occurred to me after about a month. She hadn't happened to be on that bus, hadn't, hadn't just happened to sit across from me. There hadn't been something else odd about her that I would have recognized. Her eyes didn't track any objects outside the windows. Normally, you can see patients' eyes moving from side to side, fixing on objects as it moved by, and then switching to another over and over again. Hers didn't. It may have well have been painted onto her head. She moves like she was a doll, too. I remembered that the spell she thrown was supposed to do that. Since that time, I was rarely, I've rarely traveled out of body at all. Even though I've tried to train myself, I've never been more than half-hearted at it. It's only recently that I've been really focused on constant, consciously traveling out of body again and only managed briefly, very roughly, a couple days ago after months of working on it to the extent that I'm able to bring myself to. I'm fed up with this. I've let it hang over me for four decades. It's time to change. I'd appreciate any suggestions that you have, Arnett. That is some intense shit. I know. That's very, very intense. I'm glad you're able to to start moving past it, though, for sure, because, I, 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 you know, you, there was manifestation from that dream, which is kind of like scary, to be honest with you, mm -hmm. you know, to actually see that person in real life next to you. Um, I'm 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 a little little flabbergasted. I mean, I don't know what to think about this whole thing. Um I just think it's, well, first of all, good for you for deciding to not let it hang over you anymore. Yeah, and yeah, to take letting your it power go. back. Yeah. yeah, sure, for sure. Um, 
I'm not quite sure of the message. Maybe um, the message was that not to mess with people who are more knowledgeable than you don't think you know more than them or respect the elders or respect that, that these people that have the knowledge for one. Um, that might've totally been a warning, especially if like you're somebody that would normally challenge people. Like yes. I know that I normally have a big mouth and will just tell people to fuck right off. So this could have been a message for someone like me being like, yo, watch it. Something's going right. to happen and you're going to need to watch it. So that could have been a warning for you. And I'm yeah. pretty sure with that on your mind for a while, it, you, it probably sunk that into your head at the very least too. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So it, maybe it could have been a clear lesson not to, you know, like not to challenge the people that, you know, have experience and more knowledge than you and, you know, don't get cocky about it. And yeah. I was going to say it could also have been like, don't get cocky and dark with your magic. Yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But what I think is interesting is that you saw her on the bus later and not only that, that you noticed that her eyes weren't tracking anything and that you just noticed her and you're like, I don't know why I noticed her. Well, I will say that I think, um, I think it was like to drive that point home. I feel like that was like another spirit visitation. And I honestly kind of wonder, because I've heard people have some really strange out-of-body experiences that have resulted in really hardcore attachments that took years to get rid of. So I almost wonder if it was like she kind of came just to see if like she was going to be able to attach to you or something like that. I think that there could have been more of a a ghostly kind of entity aspect there, perhaps. Oh, maybe, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As far as um, advice on how to travel out of body, to be perfectly honest, um, I'm not a fan of it. Just me personally, because there's been people in my family um, that as children would do it. And they're the ones that got all these crazy attachments and weird shit happened to them. Yeah. Um, like beds shaking afterwards, like weird, like haunted house shit. Yeah. That it was something that I like, it was one of those weird things where, you know, my family's like, we're not witches, but astral travel's bad. Um, so I always kind of heard that. And Ricky actually does it naturally on occasion. And he doesn't like it as well because he just doesn't naturally. So he never knows where he goes. Similar to you, Arnett, like in this dream, you kind of just like wake up places and you're like, whoa, what's happening? Um, and Ricky's had his own weird experiences. So I've always kind of been more focused on shutting it down versus mastering it personally so that is not a realm that I have a lot of expertise in well you know I think sometimes it's out of our control when we astral travel you know I don't think it's something that we like I mean some people invited it I'm sure but some of us some of us do not and it just happens so I think that when you are ready for it to happen again it will happen again maybe you're recovering from this list this last one which was so intense so I would just let it be and see what happens in the near future if it comes back around again. Yeah. And, if, you know, if it's something because it does look like you are trying to work on it and, and master it now. So just one suggestion that I would have is make sure that you ward your bedroom and you ward, yes. ward your bed. So that way, like, you know, if you do travel out of body, you know, at, at least your body's protected while you're, yeah. while it, while it's empty, so to speak. So that, that would be the one like suggestion that I would have. Yes. Sneeze. Bless you. So sorry, guys. When I <laughs> so, sneeze, I sneeze from my toes to my nose. You, sorry. Just, you, you put that umph into it. Yes. I can't help it. It, it. It's just there. I can't control it. There you go. Well. Okay. So thank you for that, Arnett. That was really 
interesting chilling honestly and i also yes. said that you're a really great writer because like i feel like that whole thing like played out in my head right i could totally visually see it mm -hmm. absolutely very descriptive for mm -hmm. sure all right last but not least <laughs> says hello ladies my name is michaela and i live in small town i live in a small town in ohio my husband and i are getting ready to close on our new house and i've been having some weird dreams that i would like to get your input on the house was built in 1910, so it has a lot of character and a lot of energy as well. When we toured the home, I didn't get a feeling of any spirits present, but after we left, I've been dreaming about the house and I felt a very strong urge to get the house. In every dream, I'm always in the house looking for something, but I'm never able to physically leave the home. I can feel that someone is there with me, but they never show their face. When I wake up, I can I feel as though I can't move and I didn't sleep at all. Is this a spirit of the home trying to connect with me? Mm. Should I cleanse with sage and Florida water before moving into the house? Thank you so much for all of your witchy wisdom and all that you do for this community. I love listening to you ladies, blessed be. Okay, first of all, if you're waking up and you feel like you can't move after that, fuck whatever is, is bugging you while you sleep because that is beyond just like you dreaming about the house that is a spirit messing with you. Uh -huh. um, that's it's never really a good thing when you wake up and like you have like sleep paralysis that's at least how i'm interpreting this when she says that she can't move and she feels like she hasn't slept um interestingly enough i feel like we kind of have a pattern here because this does feel a little bit like astral projection very similar to what we just talked about with arnett yeah yeah so yeah. i don't necessarily think you're dreaming especially if um if, if you feel like you're tired too, I think your spirit has been very busy. Um, and one of the reasons why I say like when you feel like you can't move and it's probably astral projection is because sometimes when that happens and you feel like you can't move part of it, it's like your body kind of started to wake up before your, your spirit put it back on. Yeah, it's a, really a crazy, creepy feeling. I mean, I, I, I don't like it. I don't like the way it feels. You can't speak. You feel like you're opening your mouth. No words are coming out. It's really a crazy feeling you know i've never had that ricky's had oh. it again with his astral projection um I, listen i love my sleep i am such a big fan of my sleep that when i started doing like work in my sleep and i was waking up tired i got fucking mad and like had to have a talking <laughs> to with my spirit guides so i'm like don't fuck with my sleep i need to take my fucking naps if you're gonna work with me while i'm asleep i better goddamn wake up refreshed so i don't, yeah. I don't i've never experienced it personally oh wow well you're lucky because it's not a great feeling it's not a great feeling at all i don't like the way it feels at all but i would definitely do some kind of a major house blessing and cleansing before you go in i'll take ownership of that that home take the power back um do a do a uh some kind of a cleansing open the doors you know both doors if you have two doors in the house the front door and the back door and sweep around and release all that energy definitely ward the house there's things that you could do to ward the house, special things like have gargoyles at your front door, uh, hanging rue with with uh, a red That's ribbon red. over your front door, mm -hmm. doing the scissor, the Italian scissor thing over mm -hmm. your door. There are things you could do to ward the space and take 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 over that that energy that's yes. there and yeah. you absolutely have to do that and you just have to say like thank you so much for you know whatever pointed me out and had me have this urge to get this house i i've done it thank you so much but this is my house now you gotta go i release whatever has been here like i'm taking over and you gotta mean it you gotta go in with like fucking boss witch vibes like do not let spirits fucking push you around 
Um, and yeah. I agree with Monica about the rue with the red ribbon or red thread. If you can't get a hold of rue for whatever reason, you can use rosemary as well. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I yeah. would absolutely do that and totally rock the protection. I have gargoyles outside my front door, and that was actually the first thing that moved into the house. Right. Yes. So definitely get something like that going on. I think that'll be important. And I think it'll be good to do a cleansing and awarding routine, um, just like monthly or, or, you know, every month or two, whenever you feel called to do it, I would definitely start doing that. Cause I do feel like there is probably like, just, I feel like that house, because it's older, like it might be just like a little bit more like spiritually magnetic, let's call it. Yes, but I think you're okay because you're, you're drawn to it. So something wants you there. And I feel like if you weren't supposed to be there, like your spirit guides would be having red flags everywhere and you wouldn't have put an offer on it in the first place. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So I think Great. you are a-okay. So yes. um, that's, that's what I got for that one. That, that one's like, I feel like the last two were kind of creepy. I know it is. It is interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. yeah. Very interesting. But I, Michaela, I think you're good though. So let us know how it goes and congratulations on, on buying a house. That's a big Absolutely. deal. Absolutely. Yes. So who's your, your shout out to Monica? Oh Lord. Go first. Go first. I didn't have a minute to think. So let you go first. My shout out today is to the coven sister. Cause I love her and I think she's awesome. Um, We've been talking a lot lately and stuff. And I just got to say, I'm always so impressed with her quest of knowledge and stuff like that. She's always taking so many pagan like classes, different occult classes on all of these different like traditions and stuff. And she just knows so much about like little bits here and there of so much of it. And I think that's really cool. And the thing that I love is that every time I talk to her about it, she's like, yeah, but like I'm a strega. This is my chosen path. And I know that this is my path. I'm just expanding my knowledge. And yes. I think that's awesome because it would be totally easy to just be lazy and be like, well, I'm Australia, so I don't have to know it. Right, right, so. right, right. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I admire her for that as well mm-hmm. because she has grown by so many leaps and bounds in the years that I've known her from a mere shell to this powerful, magical woman. And, and I am just so proud and amazed at it, to be honest with you. So there you go. She's a badass witch. Yep. Go my sister. My shout out is to Christine. Happy birthday. I hope you have a magical day. There you go. Boom. Well, there we have it. Happy birthday. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Please continue to write in, send us questions, comments, spooky stories, magical stories, everything in between. Um, you can write us at wine, spirits, and witches at gmail.com. That is going to be the best place to reach us to share these things. Um, we are going to start doing our, our Ask Astraga once a month as one of our regular episodes. We're going to work it back in that way. So please send us stuff so that we can talk about it. And, you yeah. know, hopefully have one of the cats chime in with answers or, you know, like the last one where the dog was snoring and sounded like a lawnmower, like all of it. The whole zoo is ready to give you their opinions. And stay tuned because we have something brewing, people. So stay tuned. Yes, we do. We have something very, very big brewing. You guys are going to be so excited about it. But yes. we're not talking about it just yeah. yet. We're going to yeah. keep it to ourselves. So until then, merry meet. Mary part and, and Mary again.